Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Yesterday, we were talking about how to talk to investors. So if you missed yesterday's show, I suggest you stop today's episode and go listen to that one first. Today's show will make so much more sense if you do. It's a continuation of what we discussed yesterday. When we're talking with investors, we're talking with people with whom we have a genuine relationship. The first step in preparing to talk to an investor is to get clear on who you're talking to. In order to be prepared for that conversation, you need to know the person. You need to know them well enough that you can anticipate the questions they're going to ask. In marketing terms, that's called your customer avatar. But I don't want you to think about a cartoon character. I want you to think of the real person. These are human relationships with real people. I have an investor who's invested with me over multiple projects. We'll call him Tom, because that's his name. And when I think about Tom, I know him quite well. I know what's important to him. I know the types of questions he's going to ask. I can anticipate many elements of the conversation. I want to go into that conversation prepared. But before I do, the very first thing I'm going to do is send Tom a short email that'll have no more than three sentences. I have no idea if Tom wants to review a project at this point in time. So in that email, I'll ask him something very simple. It'll be something like this. Tom, comma, I have a brand new project coming up and I thought it might be a good fit for you. Not sure what else you have going on right now. Would you like me to send you a one-page summary? Question mark. That's it. Nothing else. I might add one more sentence to make the email a little bit more personal. For example, I might say, love seeing your vacation photos on Facebook. Looks like you had a great time, but nothing else. It's a very simple two or three line email. And if he wants the one page summary, he'll probably send me a one line email saying, send it to me. At that point, I have a request from him. It becomes a pull, not a push. It might sound subtle, but that's important. It needs to be a pull, not a push. The second email will have that one page summary as an attachment. The body of the email is going to be very simple because I don't know if Tom wants to spend even a minute on the project. So I don't want to send him and deluge him with a ton of information. I want to send simply a one page summary so that he can make the decision whether he wants to go deeper or not. So the second email is going to say something like, Tom, here's the one page summary of the project. If it grabs your interest, and you want to look deeper, I can send you a more detailed executive summary. And of course, I'm happy to answer any questions you might have. Let me know if you'd like to get the exact summary. That's it. Nothing else. Again, I'm not pushing it on him. I'm giving him the opportunity to pull. If I don't hear back from him, I might remind him of the opportunity once, maybe a week later, but that's it. If he doesn't respond, that's a no. If he does respond, he'll say one of two things. He'll say, thank you for sending it. Looks like a great project, but maybe I'll pass on this one. Or he might say, send me the executive summary. Again, it's a pull. The third email is going to be a very simple email again. You're going to reference the attachment and you're going to offer to get together on a phone call to answer any questions you might have. That's it. Now, if you try and skip the steps in the conversation, you're going to creepy and you'd never, ever, ever want to go to creepy. You start to look desperate for funds and that's the wrong posture. You shouldn't be asking for money. You're offering someone with whom you have a strong relationship the opportunity to collaborate with you on a project. That collaboration is as much for their benefit as it is for yours. And now that you've had the conversation with Tom, 
Your job is to identify lots of other people just like Tom who have similar goals and objectives. They do exist. Tom, in this case, is your ideal client. You may accept to do business with other people who are not like Tom, but you're not focused on them. You'll accept them into your investment if there's a good enough fit, but they're not your ideal client. So when your marketing is focused on Tom and Tom alone, you will attract other Tom-like people who are out there in the real world. So let's recap. Your goal here is to keep it simple, to focus on being respectful of your funding partner's time, and to flip the interaction around from being a demand for money to offering your funding partner an opportunity. Follow that simple three-step process, and if you missed it, go back and listen to this episode again and write it down. As you're thinking about that, have an awesome day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.